Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. Here you'll learn about how to grow your home building, remodeling, or contracting business. If you're not growing, you're moving backward. So we want you to always be in growth mode. This podcast has really turned into a movement and community of people who want to grow personally and professionally. Here we bring you some of the best marketing, sales, and business minds in the industry so you can elevate your business. All right, let's dive into the show. Hey, and welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio. I'm your host, Spencer Powell. And in this episode, we're going to hear from AJ and Alani. They are both with 10X Builders. And 10X Builders is a general contracting company owned and operated by both AJ and Alani. And they both met at BYU in 2010 when they joined the football team. They both majored in the prestigious construction management program at BYU. And after college, AJ worked as a framer for two years and worked his way up to lead project manager for a company in Utah, where he managed dozens of home builds from the ground up and was featured in the Utah Valley Parade of Homes. Alani went on to play in the NFL and retired after three years due to some injuries. And after the NFL, he returned to BYU to finish his degree in construction management. And after graduating, Alani and AJ decided to start 10X Builders and begin their journey building homes together. Hope you guys enjoy this conversation with AJ and Alani. Hey, AJ, Alani, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm excited to, we're going to dive into a number of things today, but uh, I always like to just kind of go back to the beginning. I'm curious, how'd you guys get into the construction world? I started construction when I was a kid. My dad had a construction company out in California when I just kind of grew up pushing a broom around the job site, just kind of doing slave labor for him. Um, and then when I went to BYU, I ended up studying construction management. So and that's kind of what, in my adult life, what brought me back to construction. Right on. Yeah, I feel like a lot of us get started that way, just, you know, cleaning up stuff on the job site, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe let's let's dive into schooling. I know you guys both did uh, construction management. So what was the idea there? And then Talk about uh, kind of balancing, you know, school and uh, and football because that's uh, another thing that uh, that you guys are involved with, and that that can be challenging. Yeah, so I mean, we both studied construction management at BYU. It was definitely a more challenging major there. It was one of the longer ones, more involved. It's the it was the longest one. Yeah, it was the longest <laughs> the one. Officially, the longest it's, major. It's yeah. changed since then. Yeah, they've cut out credits. It was pretty tough to juggle the two. We had to spend a lot of time at football, obviously, and then, and then construction management took up a lot of our time as well. I'm curious, how did you guys go about balancing that? Um, I played football in college, but not, nothing like uh, what you guys did. It was a really small D3 school, and uh, we had like 30 kids on our team. So it was still, you know, I remember the two-a-days and the, you know, the practices after, after school, and then you're studying film and looking at plays, and then you got to do all your work. So I'm curious, how did you guys you know, balance that or did you use any strategies because you were you had the longest, toughest major plus football and that's pretty grueling. When you're that young, I feel like you just kind of go with it. You don't really know anything else. So, I mean, it's just kind of, it is what it is. And I don't know, I didn't feel like it was a big burden at the time. Did you? I feel like, I don't know, I just kind of did football in the morning, went to school all day. And then I've been married since my freshman year in college. So I had my family as well. So I would just do football in the morning, school all day. And then when I get home, I just be with my family. So, I mean, it was definitely 
I guess, a grueling time, but I didn't really, I don't know. I didn't have any structures or any tactics that I used to kind of stay on top of everything. I feel like it just kind of flowed the way it did and it was a grind, but we made it through it. Yeah, they had good um, academic advisors at BYU that helped us out to structure our classes to make sure that didn't interfere with football, but it, it was a lot of hours that we had to put in. Yeah, it's funny. There's a, I forget what the, I'll probably butcher the saying, but it's like, if you want to get something done, give it to a busy person just because they have figured out like, Hey, I just, I do this, 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 this. And you kind of like, what I'm hearing is you guys just kind of did it and you make it, I mean, it's kind of like, well, that's the only choice, you know, so you kind of figure out how to, how to do it. And I think you do it just because you literally go from one thing to the next and you don't have a lot of that like dead time, you know, where it's just like, Oh, I just sat around for an hour, you know, or (laughs) goofed off. It's like, (laughs) there's not really time for that. So, well, I'm always curious. I'd love to hear either like, uh, just kind of like a fun college football moment. Did you have like a favorite play or game or did you play against anyone where you're like, Oh man, that was, that was brutal going up against that guy. Um, I played in the NFL as well. One of my most memorable moments was playing versus the Seahawks. And I've always heard stories of like stadiums being so loud that like I could be screaming at AJ right here and he couldn't hear me. And that's, that's how it was there. Like I could just feel the ground shaking. Like, I don't know. It was pretty crazy. I would just be yelling out calls and no one could hear me. And that's kind of, I don't know. That's kind of one of the cooler moments I had in football. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I feel like they try to like, say that the announcers do when you're watching a game on TV, you're like, this place is really loud. And you're just watching, you're like, yeah, I don't know. Like how loud can it be? But <laughs> yeah, when yeah. you're on the field, I'm sure it's, it's completely different. Yeah. Yeah. And that never happened for me in college or anything. I mean, it got loud, but definitely the Seahawks stadium was, was crazy. I definitely will always remember that. Most memorable thing for me in college was just hanging out with all my buddies and like the friendships that we made through going through football and like it was a grind and practices were tough. Um, fall camps were insane. And it kind of just brought us all together. And we have like this lasting bond, like me and Alani and a few of the guys that we still stay in contact. We still, you know, hang out on holidays. All of our families come together. And so we have that lasting bond with each other because we basically went through, you know, quote unquote, quote, war together. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 It's, it's interesting. Cause I, I've played a number of sports just growing up and everything and then playing football. It's a different level of camaraderie, I feel like. And I think you said it pretty well. Like you go through war, you go through battle like every week, even, even just practices sometimes feel like a battle, you know? And so, yeah, yeah I have a group of college buddies and we still get together once a year. We go down to Arizona and we sit in a hot tub for three days and just shoot the shit. And, you know, but yeah. it's like, those bonds are really, really strong because of what you go through together. Yeah, that's super cool to hear. We'll shift to like business in a few minutes, but NCAA, they've been going through a lot of these changes around, you know, the name image likeness, you know, and kind of being able to take on sponsors or earn, you know, earn money for the the talents, you know, that they have. So just curious, you guys are close to that world. Any general thoughts on on those kind of changes that we're seeing there? First of all, it's jealousy, I would say. I would, <laughs> I would make some money. Yeah, it should have happened a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> for real. <laughs> yeah, but then when I also think about it, I don't know, but I have a lot of different thoughts about it. I think, first of all, it's going to be interesting to see how, like, 
the star players on your team, you know, the quarterback, they're going to be making, you know, way more money than maybe, you know, just a, a random guy on the team. And I just kind of, I don't know, I think the whole team aspect is going to get a little weird with you guys on a team making hundreds of thousands. Meanwhile, other guys are still making their monthly check from the school and that's it. So I don't know. It's going to be kind of crazy. So. Yeah, and I think it'll widen the gap because these bigger schools with a lot more money from their boosters can get, you know, these guys and, and pay them a lot more. But I think it'll also help some of the smaller schools because uh, the smaller schools can get some guys that want to be kind of a big fish in, in a little pond, you know, and so they can capitalize that way. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the one thing we do know is it's just going to change the landscape significantly. And and you guys yeah. hit on a couple of different ways. I'm sure those will happen. And then we'll see some other changes that we like can't quite anticipate yet. But yeah, the team dynamics, that'll be really interesting. Yeah, somebody that's yeah. pulling in a half a million or a million from sponsorships and then the some other dude that's just, you know, like I'm not yeah. getting anything because I'm like, okay, yeah. but I was good enough to make the team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. And I also think like maybe a lot of players might end up getting, you know, screwed over and just enter into bad deals and stuff. So I think they might need agents or, or something to represent the players. So I feel like there'll definitely be some people with bad intentions trying to take advantage of guys. So I don't know. I feel like there's, there's just so many things that, that this brings. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of money to, to, manage and know how to like what to do with it at that age i feel like there's going to need to be a lot of just like education around you know like hey not blowing it all and you know what to invest it in or you know setting it aside and you know being thoughtful with it because yeah you, you see that already just with young guys going into nfl or nba or whatever it is and you know they start making 10 million a year and then you know after they retire it's all gone you're like what happened you know and yeah. so uh, yeah i think that's a whole nother aspect of it let's talk about the transition to the business world you know you guys were both student athletes you know what has that been like have you seen some similarities there do you feel like there were some traits that you like built up through sports that have really been beneficial going into business yeah there's definitely a lot of things that i feel like cross over and and help us from football that now we use in business whether that be you know having structured days scheduling time management the effort that we know we need to put in when we come up against a challenge, it's not like, oh, do we quit? It's how do we navigate through this in business? And we kind of have that same mentality that we did in football. You know, how do we get through this challenge? And we bring that over into the business world. And it helps us a lot because we've already learned a lot of those lessons through football. Yeah, like AJ said, I think you have a lot of the, the skills needed to run a business, but maybe not like the specific knowledge, but like the skills and the you know, the determination is there to kind of solve problems and kind of be on your toes. Hey guys, I know that if you listen to Builder Funnel Radio, you are hyper aware of the fact that the way people shop and buy, it's changed dramatically over the years. And for the last 10 years, really since I started doing all this, helping my uncle's remodeling division scale up from about 2 million to 10 million, we've been helping remodelers and builders and contractors all over the country really refine their marketing systems and 
I recently decided to kind of bottle all of that up into my first book. And that book is called The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. And you can pick up a copy by going to the website, remodelermarketingblueprint.com. You can also search for it on Amazon or wherever books are sold online. But I highly recommend you go over to the website because we've got some cool book bonuses that go along with that if you pick up a few extra copies for your friends and colleagues or your teammates. So it would mean a lot to me if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or even just a few episodes, if you've ever gotten any value out of it, head over to remodelermarketingblueprint.com and snag your copy today. All right, let's get back to the show. That's a good point because I feel like the one thing they don't tell you about business when you're like... I went through just like a business major in in school. I feel like it was all like big corporate stuff. And most of us that get into business, we end up being in small business. We're entrepreneurs. You know, it's not like you're working for, you know, Coke or Pepsi or Nike and you're just kind of, you know, some people do that, but most business is small business and they don't teach you that it's really just an endurance, you know, game of like enduring all these problems and challenges and working through. And it's like, okay, I learned how to run a PL and I'm organized and, you know, like some of those things. But to your point, like all those things you learn, you know, through sports about teamwork and, you know, challenges and determination and, and uh, you know, even just the schedule balancing. I, I feel like, yeah, you, you guys were probably in a good spot on, on that standpoint. What made you guys get into to business together, you know, and, and doing what you're doing now? There's kind of a story to it. So I, when I was done playing for the Cardinals, I came out to Utah um, looking for a house. Um, and AJ at the time was, was building houses. And I, he approached me and said, hey, like, don't buy a, a spec home. Just build one with me. And I was kind of like, oh. And he told me he'd give me a good deal and stuff. And at the time, I'm like, ah, he's probably just trying to sell me. <laughs> when I finally ended up, I ended up buying a spec home just because I wanted to move in quickly. Um, and then I went to go finish my degree at BYU just because, like we were saying, it, it was the longest major and I just didn't finish. And then once I was done, um, I was trying to get jobs, places, you know, apply. But my resume basically said football player. So I kind of. I was like 25 years old with no experience doing anything. So I was like, uh, might as well just, you know, start my own company. And I talked to AJ and we got together and kind of sat down and worked things out. And yeah, so just been kind of rolling ever since. Yeah, that's cool. And so, yeah, when was that? How long have you guys been in business now? Um, this October will be our third year. Okay. What do you think has been uh, the biggest win and then the biggest challenge in the first three years? The biggest challenge is, I mean, probably COVID. Everything that that's kind of thrown out at us, whether that be supply chain, whether that be pricing, increasing, you know, 50% from when we send out the initial bid or just the uncertainty of the market. You know, we had, you know, an investor that wanted to do a whole subdivision and when COVID hit, he's like, you know, I'm not doing that route. And just things like that have been the biggest challenge. What would you say the biggest win is? I guess just growing. I mean, we've made exponential growth each year. So just to look back and see that each year, um, I mean, we're definitely not where we want to be, but definitely just know we're headed in the right direction. I feel like that's always good to know, especially running your own business. You never know, you know, if you're going uphill or downhill. So at least we're trending upwards. Yeah. Yeah. 
I like to say that business is like the toughest sport in the world because there's unlimited variables and stuff's always changing. You know, that so very true. yeah, my dad used to tell me too. He's like, uh, whenever you start something new, just figure it's gonna it's gonna take twice as long and cost twice as much to get where you want to go. <laughs> so whenever I'm I'm being impatient because I also am like, yeah, make progress each year and you're moving forward. You're like, man, I'm not where I want to be then that sometimes helps, but uh, it's kind of that like short-term urgency, long-term patience, but it's, it's tough to pull off. Well, that's cool. Well, what, what does the business look like for you guys now? And then, you know, as you fast forward to like, you mentioned like where you want to be, what does where you want to be look like? So, I mean, right now it's me and Alani managing the homes. We do have uh, like 34 employees um, framing crews that we frame a ton of houses. So that's been, we've been very fortunate in that way. In the next few years, we'd like to hire on some of our, like some of the guys that we went to school with to help manage our homes for us. So I think that'd be very rewarding in the way that we're employing, you know, our peers. Yeah. I think, I mean, in the future, obviously first step is we want to kind of get out of the day to day and kind of be more on the front end of the business, just kind of big goals. We want to do 50 homes a year is kind of our first milestone and then just kind of build up from there. But definitely our main goal right now is to just kind of build up enough where we can hire some new people and kind of get out of the day-to-day grind of things and kind of be more on the front end of the business. So, Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Those are cool goals to hear about. I mean, one employing peers or just, you know, providing jobs, I feel like in general is just, pretty rewarding. You're like, Hey, I built something here that grew big enough that it needed more, you know, more than me. And you're supporting other people's lives and helping them grow and and all that kind of stuff. That's super cool. Yeah. You mentioned getting out of the day to day. I feel like, uh, well, I'm curious, what, what are you guys each doing right now? Like as your core roles and responsibilities? I mean, we both pretty much do everything. We're the accountant, estimator, superintendent owner yeah i mean every hat we pretty much just kind of and we kind of wear them interchangeably so (laughs) So. that's pretty good yeah that that requires talent i feel like normally people are like i'm strong here i want to live in my my world so the fact that you guys can do that that uh probably at least provides flexibility if one of you wanted to go on vacation you know right yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah oh that's cool well, guys, anything else that you want to leave us with or if people want to like check you guys out and, and what you're up to, what's a good place to find you online? Um, I think our Instagram is probably the best place for recent stuff, but also our website and kind of go through our builder funnel. Just yeah. 10X Builders on Instagram and 10XBuilders.com online. Okay, cool. Yeah, and we'll make sure to put those in the show notes for everybody. If you haven't listened to the show before, we always wrap with our fast five, which is uh, five rapid fire questions and uh, just say whatever comes to mind. So we'll go AJ, then Alani. We'll just fire away. So speed is the ideal. uh, Although if you have a longer answer, I'll usually let you run with it. So So favorite business book and why? Profit First for Contractors by Sean Van Dyke. It's just helped to kind of give us a business structure. Um, how the money flows in and out of our business and is really, you know, set up our accounts in a way that's very manageable for us. Um, Mine would be Relentless. Um, It's not really a business specific book, more of kind of a, 
I guess, ideal. And I liked it because at BYU in our defensive meeting room, we had a big sticker on the wall that said relentless. And I just kind of relate to everything in that book, both in life and in business. So, Very cool. Very cool. All right. Who is the most inspirational person in your life? Um, it'd be my grandfather. I talk to him every day. He was an entrepreneur himself. He started a butchering business and that's kind of how all my aunts and uncles, my mom were raised doing that work. He's just a hard worker, genuinely good person that I really look up to. Very cool. Uh, mine would be my older brother. He just kind of paved the way for me through life. Um, he went to a good high school and I went to the same high school as him. Um, I just kind of always followed his footsteps. He went to the NFL and I went to the NFL. So he just always kind of paved the way for me and made things kind of easy in life. And even now, in our adult life, he still kind of helps me out and, and guides me. So That's awesome. Yeah, very cool. All right, uh, switching gears. If you could have one superpower, what would that be? To be able to teleport. I am so sick of driving around to projects <laughs> and just different places. So that would definitely be mine. Mine would be, I put invisible, but now I'm thinking more of a I would like to fly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but so I don't know why, but it sounds cool. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Well, just so you know, teleport is the right answer because that's the one. Right. That I yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Flying is actually probably the most commonly picked answer there. All right. Describe yourself in three words. Diverse, confident, and stubborn. I would be tall. I'm six five. Uh, <laughs> I'd be determined and I guess relentless. <laughs> I had a feeling you might might throw that one into the mix. All right. Uh, all right. Final question. If you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would that be? I would say to set yourself up for the future, whether that be in business, um, with your family, financially, just always kind of thinking ahead. Um, I feel like it makes things way easier. And I feel like when you set goals and, and are always thinking ahead, you become a better person through that. Mine would be respect the process. And I guess in this world we live in, you see social media, all these people like Elon Musk, and you see them like, oh, they're billionaires. But, you know, they started at the bottom at some point. So I think if you just, wherever you're at in life, just kind of take baby steps and eventually you'll get to where you want to be. Awesome. Cool. Well, good advice. And um, yeah, guys, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having us. It's fun. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And as a quick reminder, text radio to 33777 for some free goodies as a thank you for listening to the show. And if you got some value from today's episode, I just ask that you leave us a quick review on iTunes. It really helps us spread the word and grow this awesome community of people who are working to improve their lives and their businesses. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio.